to Plaque Podcast Series on Legislative and Governance Issues, funded by the European Union under the Support to Democratic Governance in Nigeria, EU SDGN2 program. My name is Edima Obalolua, your host, and joining me on this episode is Mr. Chinoye Edmond Obiagu, Senior Advocate of Nigeria, the Founding Director and Current National Coordinator, Legal Defense and Assistance Project, LEDAP. He is also a criminal justice reformist, feministic humanist, and a human rights campaigner. Thank you, sir, for honoring our invitation to be on the show. Thank you very much. Today, we will be talking about civil society and the Constitution Amendment exercise. Sometime in March this year, the National Assembly passed 44 Constitution alteration bills and transmitted to the states for voting. So, sir, what is the current status of the Constitution Amendment bills? Well, like in previous times, amending the Constitution or altering it, as the Constitution says, is always a very political issue. And we have seen a lot of controversy around it, especially for those provisions that affects the structure of the country, the political structure of the country, such as federalism. So at the moment, the State Houses of Assembly has not really reverted on their responses to those bills proposing amendments, especially for those relating to very serious issues of constitutionalism. So I think it's still hanging in the balance, and many of the politicians, many of the legislators are engaging in political activity and campaigns at the moment. So we'll hear more from then until after the elections, probably between March and the end of this legislative tournament. Okay, sir, but we also got to know that um, some of the views, well, the suffered setbacks, actually all the views that were transmitted, and uh, 25 state houses of assembly failed to vote on the 44 constitutional alteration bills and only 11 state houses of assembly considered the bills. Why do you think the constitution amendments exercise suffered setbacks? What were the sticky issues and why were these things even important to the different levels of government? Uh, well, there is no, first I would say that there is no timeline for the states to vote. We must have to talk or the states voting for any bill to pass through. So they still have time to do so, even up to the end of, even up to June next year. So there's no timeline with respect to that. Uh, so we, we do hope that when the coast is clear, other states has to have assembly may consider consider those provisions. So we can have up to 12 to third of 36. But having said that, the, the main reason why there's these delays or hiccups like I said earlier, the Constitutional Amendment is a very tough political issue in Nigeria. There are a lot of geopolitical considerations, religious issues, considerations, and of course, economic issues of each of the blocks. So for instance, if there's a provision for judiciary autonomy, there's a provision for local government autonomy, these are political issues that some the political society completely divided upon. So it depends on the, where the interest of that state uh, administration lies that will decide what house speedy they will consider that but i do know that some of the provisions some of the proposals made by the national assembly for for the constitutional amendment are very important for the future of this country uh, even though we are disappointed that the key provisions relating to um, women participation in politics were not favorably considered they would do think that if all the provisions if all the proposals made in the amendment bills are passed by the state house of assembly it will move us closer to having a better democracy all right sir now taking you back a little bit 
there was a press briefing where the deputy president of the senate and chairman of the constitutional review committee of the senate that's senator Ovie omoagege stated clearly that only 11 states houses of assembly considered these bills and the way it sounded was as if oh because these bills were not considered basically the whole exercise we can move forward and that's the end of it which means this assembly may not even be able to reconsider it again well if 11 states considered um, and reported by the National Assembly. In my respectful opinion, that is not the end of the matter because no time frame was set. I do think that there's a need for more consultations with the states to clarify some of the provisions, to motivate them to look into the proposals. Of course, no one is expecting that all the states must be in one accord on each of the proposals, but let there be a turn up of to talk at least um, all the states, let them fulfill their constitutional responsibility of uh, considering the proposal sent by the National Assembly. So um, I I'm not sure that the door is closed yet with respect to states considering and filing in their responses. Even though I know that the National Assembly would have wanted to finalize on this constitutional amendment before election campaign started. But the delay does not mean it is an end of the matter. Okay, sir. So having heard all you've said, how then can the conversation around the amendment exercise be sustained in the midst of party campaigns and the coming general elections, just like you've noted? Yes, first that all stakeholders must know that the train is still at the station, has not left, and that we can all continue to engage those who have responsibility right now to move the process forward, namely the houses of assembly of the states. The engagement can start with the conference of speakers to ensure that they understand that it is their constitutional responsibility that they're not doing Nigerians a favor, but it is a constitutional duty to consider constitutional amendment bills sent by National Assembly and decide one way or the other. The constitution does not allow them to be silent on it. So it is to engage in advocacy both from the level of National Assembly and the level of civil society organizations, especially those engaged in legislative advocacy. And uh, at the level of key stakeholders in each of the areas for which those amendment bills were sent. So aggressive advocacy targeting the states. Again, is to also use uh, multiple strategies of developing social advocacy. The citizens should be able to contact their representatives in the houses of assembly and demand that what are they doing, explanation of what are they doing with respect to those constitutional amendment bills, especially now that their campaign is seeking the votes of citizens. Citizens should ask them to account for the mandate given to them in the last four years with respect to constitutional amendments. Because those constitutional amendments are very important for this country. We must continue to amend that constitution to tally with the realities of the society. Okay, so you did talk about legislators, and I will hold that thought to them, but um curious to know what more can CSOs really do? Are there specifics that CSOs can do to sustain this conversation of um, constitution amendment? Because yes, you've rightly pointed out that party campaigns, there's a general election coming up. So at this point, what would you really advise CSOs to do? Well, first is for CSOs to articulate what those amendments are, one by one do a briefing note on them or a memo said amendment bill number one is about this and this is the benefits to the country sometimes we assume that the state legislators even understand the issues you know so that you can elaborate and deepen the understanding of what those issues are then with that as a tool cso's can then have one-on-one -on -one engagement with each of the states has assembly the leadership especially the speaker the majority leader and the chief whip of those 
has our assembly. In order to tell them, listen, this bill is important. It is to be in history that you look at it and take a decision one way or the other, because they're supposed to vote on amendment bills. So that's the second step. Third step is to demand that they vote favorably to those uh, provisions. Again, we also need to target state governors because the truth is that the reality is that many of the state house assembly are just appendage of the state house. So state governors who have interest in killing those bills will dis discourage the state house assembly from considering it. So we can also target the governor's forum to ensure that state governors are encouraged to get their states to make a, a consideration of those bills. It should be a multi-pronged strategy that civil society can do based on knowledge, based on understanding, and based on uh, advocacy to engage directly with um, the, the, the persons. We can also get all the contact details of all the state legislators and mobilize our constituency, the citizens, to start sending them messages, demanding for, you know, what are they saying about this bill? Because when there's a public demand for accountability, then they will wake up to do their work. But when everybody is silent about it, then they will get away with their apathy towards those constitutional amendment bills. All right, sir, let's talk about the legislators. Now, with the resources invested into the constitutional amendment process, how do you hold legislators at the state levels accountable to ensure that these kinds of processes are completed? Not just legislators are at, at state level, but also those at the federal level. Um, and I agree with you that huge level of resources, maybe more than one would have expected, has been deployed in this exercise, not just this time, almost every legislative tenure. On, tries to undertake a constitutional amendment. It will all end up as a jamboree. I mean, we remember the constitutional conference under Jonathan's administration that they said over 8 billion naira was spent organizing, and uh, not even a single law was passed out of that process. The same with this constitutional amendment. You know, they, they, they budgeted up nearly 4 billion naira for it and moved around the country spending money and all that. And at the end of the day, what do we have? Out of the 50 something bills submitted by stakeholders, only 40% or 50% of it, 25, whatever, that were adopted. And even those ones, the state has an assembly, are food dragging. You know, so it, it confirms the, the our opinion that Nigerian politicians are taking Nigerian citizens for granted. I cannot spend all that money in this process and um, they're willing to complete it. I expect the National Assembly to engage directly with the conference of speakers to ensure the given deadline to complete this process, submit it. And I expect that there should be some repercussions for failure to do so. Um, not, not necessarily legal sanction, but political repercussions or even reprimand or even shaming them by putting it in public that social state has refused to consider and return on the bills. So these are some of the pitfalls we have in our political system at the moment, especially with respect to public accountability, because public funds are used in these exercises and those who are responsible to account to Nigerian citizens have failed to do so or refuse to do so and they should not be allowed to get away with it. So citizens must be mobilized to demand that they account for all the huge resources expended on this constitutional amendment process. Now, what methods do you think should be adopted for future amendment exercises 
that could ensure amendment skills through. I know you've talked about holding the legislators accountable and a little bit of what CSOs could do. But now looking ahead, are there more? What more can be done? Well, first of all, all over the world, the constitutional history shows that you don't undertake a wholesome amendment of constitution. Um, amendments are taken in bits based on interests. I mean, if once, for instance, you want to talk about local government autonomy, you can take that up and amend it within a framework. You can talk about state policing, you can talk about judicial autonomy, women's participation in, in governance and all that. But when you now lump up a lot of issues in one process, it creates a convoluted political debate so that people who are not interested in true federalism will shoot down provisions not related to federalism, good provisions in respect of other areas, extension of tenure you know, of the president. The whole process failed because of that. And um, that was a huge loss. It's like throwing away the baby with the bathwater. Uh, so if the future, the National Assembly can start on time to begin to amend alter constitution in piecemeal, not necessarily waiting for it to pass. It, 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 there's a lot of political process. The second point is that when the matters are brought before the National Assembly, there should be more weather consultation with the state houses of assembly. All the consultations be made by the National Assembly where with citizens. They should have also engaged the state houses of assembly to carry them along in those proposals. And the stakeholders who are interested in particular areas that they seek amendment should engage the state legislators. And uh, we in civil society should do more in that respect because it appeared we engaged the National Assembly and then once the bills are passed, we forgot that state houses of assembly are part of the process and they must get their buy-in um, before these um, alterations are made. In the past, we have seen where there are non-controversial issues being amended. For instance, the third alteration, which is related to the National Industrial Court and so on. Uh, these are non non-controversial issues and it's still true within a few months. Once you break the, that, the constitutional amendment down into piecemeal, it will reduce the political resistance, it will fasten the process and it will make it less complicated. Ordinarily, if the amendments are taken one by one, specifically on a particular subject at a particular time, over a period of four years, the constitutional amendment as many times as possible, the National Assembly should have a standing committee on constitutional review so that it's not ad hoc like we have at the moment, where the deputy senate president is heading an ad hoc committee on this issue. And that mess is also very expensive. But if there's a standing committee working with stakeholders, working with experts, consultants, to look at constitutional amendments, gather opinion from the civil society, from stakeholders, including the state house as assembly, then every amendment put forward must have been very robustly discussed so that by the time we're getting through the process of legislative endorsement, it will be an easy ride. Then the process now where bulk amendments are put forward and we're now seeing a lot of political resistance from the states. But once there is a whole lot project of constitutional amendment and a huge framework of constitutional amendment with people having huge travel bills and, and all that, it creates that need for huge cost for that kind of process. In other words, I don't think the constitutional, the way we glamorize constitutional amendment is necessary because it is a normal process that the National Assembly should undertake on daily basis, not necessarily waiting for it to be like a huge elephant project. And we have seen over the last 20 years that elephant project failing because it has never succeeded apart from like the only three four alterations that have succeeded are the ones taking piecemeal the first second and third alteration were taken independently not as a huge you know so i'm thinking that we've done this for a very long time it's not worked they can as well change strategy and try to transmit each amendment built one by one so that states can consider them as they come we reduce the political controversy around that exercise remember that a lot of nigerians especially the political society 
society are very suspicious of constitutional amendments. Because once you mention constitutional amendments, their mind goes to federalism. A lot of people still don't want to lose what are gaining from the federal government, especially resources. So, and most of the most parts of separate, most people in, engage in federal governance don't want to lose the federal powers, which is huge. So there is this fiscal policy thing, politics or the fiscal policy of this country that creates resistance to genuine constitutional amendment. But if you unbundle it, if you unbundle your constitutional amendment project and take it one by one, it will reduce the tension and create more understanding of each proposal for constitutional amendments. That is the point I'm making. All right, sir. Thank you very much for this. Just as we wrap up this podcast, would you like to add anything? Yes, my initial thinking is that the Nigerian constitution 1999 was handed over to Nigerian people by the military. So it's not really a Nigerian people's constitution. And therefore, to fix it, the Nigerian people must be engaged. I don't think it is enough to have these six consultations, six geopolitical zones consultation that the National Assembly did and call it sufficient citizens interaction. I think there's the need for a bottom-up approach to what is what kind of Nigeria do we have? What kind of constitution do you want? Do you want? What kind of constitutional political framework do you want in this country? So that Nigerian people will have an input to that. It's a process that can be successful through a sovereign national conference where there's no chance of reference, where people come and talk and agree on the framework, the political and financial framework, fiscal framework for this country. And that is where we're going to see the country move forward in a positive direction. Thank you very much, sir. We have been listening to Mr. Chinoye Edmond Obiagu, Senior Advocate of Nigeria, the Founding Director and Current National Coordinator, Legal Defense and Assistance Project, led up we appreciate your time on the show sir thank you very much thank you very much and i'm privileged for you having me this podcast edition is funded by the european union under the support to democratic governance in nigeria eu sdgn2 program thank you for listening subscribe and stay up to date with upcoming episodes follow plaque on all social media platforms at black ng 